Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Angie Lee from The Angie Lee Show. What's up, everyone? This is Cole Hatter from Thrive. Hey, this is Brandon Turner from Bigger Pocket. And if you want to know how to stand out to increase your inner circle, and if you want to make your money matter, and if you want to learn how to invest in your relationships, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast. Build Your Network. Build Your Network podcast. With my good friend, Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Bilge Network podcast. We're currently in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and I cannot wait to share all of the awesome content in today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show, obviously, especially in these segments here. So if this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does, how, why you should join one, different things like that, you are definitely going to want to check out my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons, and it's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com slash enroll to grab that course and start today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another topic episode here on the Build Your Network podcast. Today is a continuation of the series that we started last week all about podcasting and how powerful of a medium it truly is. So today we are featuring Brandon Turner, Angie Lee, and Cole Hatter. 
Cole is a huge mentor of mine in my life. I've joined his mastermind a couple of times, and he is the host of the Thrive Podcast. However, full disclosure, it is not running anymore. It is kind of archived, and it's actually now kind of a compilation of a lot of the speeches that come across Thrive every single year, which is the event that Cole puts on that kind of branched from the podcasting arena. And fun fact, Cole was actually the last person that my mentor, John Lee Dumas, ever coached in podcasting. So Cole does know what he's talking about when it comes to all that kind of stuff. And I'm excited to feature him here on this episode. Then we have Angie Lee, who has a boss podcast now called the Angie Lee Show. Uh, She changed the name of it a little bit ago to the Angie Lee Show. She's got a fantastic bubbly personality and puts out some fantastic content. And we have some great conversation around podcasting. And then none other than Brandon Turner, the co-host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, which gets over 350,000 downloads an episode. I believe they're at now and it's the top real estate investing podcast out there. It's one of the first ones that I actually ever started listening to when I first started tuning into podcasts a few years back. Um, So I was really excited to bring him on and talk about this awesome topic with him. So I can't wait to share this episode with you all. But first, really quickly, if podcasting is something that you're interested in and you feel like you could really crush it with your own podcast, then I've actually opened up a few days in my calendar for a VIP day, which is basically just a full coaching day with me um, where we kind of chat about your podcasting strategy. So whatever step in the journey that you're on, whether you want to start one or you have one and you want to grow it, or you have one and it's growing, but you want to monetize it or all three, doesn't matter. The full day is catered to exactly what you need in your situation. We send out an intake form beforehand and get kind of a a read on where you're at and what our time will be best spent on. And then uh, we'll grab all of our meals together have some fun and um, go out on the town a little bit, but we'll also get a lot of stuff done. So this is one of the most valuable investments that I have available. If you're interested at all, head over to travischapel.com slash coaching to apply. And hopefully I will see you here in Vegas really soon. And now here is podcasting part number two with Brandon Turner, Angie Lee, and Cole Hatter. What's been like the biggest value add to your guys's core business branching off from the podcast because podcasting is something that I'm obviously, I really like, I enjoy, I'm pretty passionate about. I try to get almost everybody to start a podcast just because I see so much value in it. What are a couple of the things that you would say like, Hey, if if we didn't do this, if we didn't use this medium and take take advantage of this like awesome opportunity, then we probably wouldn't have gotten this or this or this. Yeah. Good question. So a few things, if I'm following your question, right. And tell me if I'm misthinking about this, but so the podcast itself, like, you know, we did the podcast and that I mean, I'm, you, I'm sure you'll agree, like podcasting build relationships at scale, right? That's why I like them. I mean, how many times do people say to you or me or any podcaster, I feel like I know you. And like when I met John Lee Dumas one time, I was like, I feel like I know you. Like, and when I met Pat Flynn, I feel like I know you because I listen to their shows, right? Yep. Uh, there's a show called The Real Estate Radio Guys. I listened to them for a year before I started our podcast. And like, I feel like I know them, right? So because when people know you, when you build trust with somebody, you can then sell things to them. And so we have a pro membership and that really took off because of the podcast. Almost everybody who upgrades to our pro membership on the site, which we have, I mean, tens of thousands now of pros, almost everyone, we survey them, listen to the podcast. It's almost without fail. Do you listen yeah. to the podcast in our survey? Yes. I think it's like literally like 98% yeah. right? that listen to the podcast. When people buy my book, like or any of the books, I think they buy them because they listen to the podcast. So we started doing webinars, which are like live podcasts, right? In a way, right, like right. I've done one every single week. I've only missed one week in three and a half years now. And wow. I do one very similar to John Lee Dumas, how he runs his like, but I mean, I do them every single week and I teach a new topic. Every week's a new topic. I cycle through maybe eight to 10 of them and revamp them each time. But 
that was a result of the podcast. People already know and like me and trust me. And then they come to the webinar and then there I can show them our software. We're essentially a software company, Bigger Pockets. As much as people think of us as an education company, we actually make our money from software. And so that's what the webinar does. We teach the education for free and then sell them on software. And it's been awesome. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. What about like all the different connections that you've been able to bring in, into like that community, not just the connections that you're making with people that are in your audience, but connections to people that you're bringing on to the show. Like how valuable is the knowledge that you extract from the guests that you have on and how valuable are those connections to some of those key influencers? Yeah, good question. You know, podcasting, it's been fantastic for like, one, I get to talk to these people who are legit real estate investors, most of them, right? I mean, like just doing way more than I ever thought I could do. And you know, the whole like, you are the average of the people you associate with the most like my average climbed by talking with people on the podcast. So yeah. for almost for no yeah. other reason than that, starting a podcast is fantastic just for talking to people who are where you want to be. And so I've learned a ton. Like, for example, there's this thing I teach a lot lately in real estate. And we don't have to go real in depth in it. But this idea, I call it the lapse funnel, L-A-P-S. And it stands for if you want to succeed in real estate, you got to get leads, you got to analyze them to determine how much it's worth. Then you got to pursue those leads, you know, the ones like at whatever number you think you can buy them for, and then you get success once in a while. So in other words, leads, analyze, pursue, success, lapse, right? And what I realized is after interviewing dozens, and then eventually hundreds of people, every single investor on the planet does this, the <laughs> same process, right? You might get one lead, analyze one deal, make one offer, you know, pursue it, make one offer and then get it successfully. Like great, like a newbie can do that. But the guys that are doing 10, 15, 20 deals a month, they're all doing this exact same funnel, but they know it. 
Like they recognize, they don't call it the lapse funnel. I'm a marketer. So I throw a name behind it right now. It's mine. But this idea that everyone's doing the same funnel, the people who are successful are doing the funnel because they recognize it and they track it. And so it's things like that, that I picked up on from these people. And it's been just invaluable to my life. Because once I was able to put words to what they were doing, now my business, my workload dropped, I mean, tenfold. Right. And it became very clear and simple. And uh, now I can teach other people kind of the same, that that simple process of what those people were doing. Right. Like you almost become, you become like an investigator, you know, like it's been the coolest journey just because like for me, when I started my show, I wasn't like an avid networker. I hadn't even really been to any business events. Like I didn't know, like I didn't really know how to do it. I just knew that it was a really important thing. And to my surprise, there wasn't really any shows out there that actually like focused 100% of their time energy to talking about it. So when I started the show, it was literally totally selfish. It was just like, I want to learn how to network better. I want to learn how to connect with people better. And then as a byproduct of that, I got to like literally do what I was teaching while I was doing it because I'm learning from people on a... I mean, we're doing... For the first year of, of the show until like a few weeks ago, we're doing three episodes a week and all of them were interviews. So literally 150 interviews in the first like 12 months of just like talking to people, talking to people, talking to people. How do you network better? How do you network better? And then uh, and then being able to connect with them on a call when most people probably wouldn't... Like when somebody asks you, Brandon, like, hey, can I pick your brain? You're like, hey, my time is stretched. Like I need yeah. to maximize my time. Right. But then if I sit down and I'm like, Hey, Brandon, can you come on a podcast? It's like, yeah. well, now I can make time for that because you have a platform and it's yeah. not just me and you talking. It's me and you talking with a bunch of other people listening in on the conversation, which yeah. helps you be able to promote your brand and push it forward and give me an excuse to talk to somebody that I want to learn from and connect with. Yeah, that's very so. true. In fact, the, one of the books Gary Vaynerchuk wrote, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the recent books that he came out with. In there, when I was reading it, he talked about how he sells his time incredibly cheap when it comes to book promotion. So he says that in there because like, he'll, if I wanted to go and pick Gary Vaynerchuk's brain, right, he's going to charge me $50,000 to do yeah. that for an hour, yeah. right? But when he's got a book coming out, he will do that for a few thousand dollars, a few hundred dollars, you know, like right. free. Right. He'll come on a podcast. So like, at, based on that, I was like, oh, that's such good advice, right? So I realized like, I can use that. And so that's how we started getting bigger uh, guests. So like we grabbed Gary Vaynerchuk for the same thing. Like, right. I saw on Twitter when, and this is just a, a tip that I do now, everyone on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever. If I hear that somebody has a book coming out, boom, instantly I go over and pitch that person to come on our show. So mm-hmm. using that, we got, you know, I got Ryan Holiday, got Tim Ferriss, got Gary Vaynerchuk, people that I look up to a lot. And like our audience, honestly, those shows aren't even the biggest shows for BP. Like the biggest shows for BP are like the brand new guy who bought 10 deals his first year and is crushing it. That's relatable. Right, but for right. me, I love talking to Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk and Jay Papazan, the author of The One Thing. Like those guys, yeah. like I love that. And it builds me as a person. And I mean, our audience likes it too. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. having something to offer. And, and that's a good way to kind of connect with those people. Yeah, totally, totally. I actually just like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I was I was in Austin interviewing Jay at the Keller Williams headquarters. And yep. I, I listened to your guys' interview to prep for that. It was fantastic. But yeah, totally. Like you, <laughs> it's, you get to help a bunch of other people while you also are being a little bit selfish and just connecting yep. with people that are intriguing to you and that you want to yep. learn. But it, it also... And if you can touch on this for a second too, Brandon, because you've experienced this on an exponential level comparatively to me, it also puts you on a different level in those people's minds. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Can you yeah. kind of expound on that a little bit? Because I think that a lot of people, like if you reach out and you're like, I'm a huge fan and I just want a picture with you at our next event. And like, I, like you're putting yourself in a different category immediately in their mind, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Can you kind of talk into that? Yeah. I actually make a deliberate point never to ask for a photo with anybody ever. Because as soon as I ask, and I'm not saying you, people listen to this shouldn't ask for photos. Photos are great and they're great for social media and all that. But like, 
like, for example, I ran into Tim Ferriss once in a hotel lobby. So I'm to go back to the networking, how like you meet one person, they connect you with another, another, right? So I became friends with, somehow I became friends with Noah Kagan, who runs like sumo.com and yeah. super, you know, we talk about super connectors sometimes. There's people that just know everybody. Mm-hmm. Noah Kagan is a super connector. He knows everybody in the world, I feel like. So me and Noah became friends. And then we're at a, a bar in a Denver hotel. And he's like, hey, you know, you know Tim, right? And I'm like, Tim, Tim, Fer- yeah, he's right over there. So like he introduced me to Tim. If I would have walked up and be like, oh my gosh, Tim Ferriss, can I get a picture? <laughs> it would have been very different from Noah saying, hey, this is Brandon. He's got that huge podcast. You guys should talk. And so then we talked for a while and ended up him coming on the show after that because I was a, maybe not a peer, but I was a tool sounds bad, right? But I was a, <laughs> something that could provide value to them. Right. Like I was something that they see as, as an equal. And again, that sounds so bad because it sounds like there's a hierarchy, but right. it's just like, yeah, there are, You've got to stand out. And if you bug for pictures and you want to be that guy, that's fine. But you're going to look like that guy. Right. That's you're gonna have yeah, a bunch of pictures and no relationships. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I want the relationships with those people. I want to be able to text yep. them or call them if I need to, because they see me as a or ask for advice or they see me as a peer. Yeah. Uh, they see you as somebody that can actually add value to them, not just yes. like another person to like take a picture. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. yeah. I can add value. I like right. that. Right. Right. That's been incredible to me to see in action because I think everybody that is going on this journey, and we're kind of diving into podcasting a lot right now, but I think that it's kind of beneficial if I like where the conversation is going. So let's just kind of keep talking about it. I think that it's it's really beneficial for people to think about it in those terms because I think everybody that starts a show has that imposter syndrome when they first get started of like, why would anybody listen to me? There's yeah. zero reason anybody should listen to me. There's podcasts out there like Bigger Pockets, like Tim Ferriss, like Gary Vaynerchuk. Like, why would anybody listen to what I have to say or what I have to put out there? And it's been an incredible journey for me to be able to connect with people that I admire and respect, like Jack Canfield and Grant Cardone and Ed Milet and Jay Papazan and these people that just because I've had some of their friends on my show, they treat me with like this total different level of respect that, yep. that you can tell is the only reason they're doing that is because you have some legitimacy and credibility behind the fact that you've had conversations with people that they know, like trust and respect. Yeah. And that's done wonders for me personally and for the connections and, and the networking that I've been able to do. It's so true. And even if you don't have a podcast, I mean, it could be anything like, I mean, yeah. like, even if you have a business, a platform, like even if it's not a huge audience, like you have something to bring. Like you're not Bob the super fan. You're Bob the guy that runs this business that maybe could help this person at some point down the road. Like you're a professional. You're in the industry. Sounds like we are definitely on the same wavelength on a couple of those things. You touched on something that I want to dive into. You said something about valuable content and consistent content. And that's something that I tell people a lot is like, they'll say something like, Hey, man, how do you get these kind of people on your show? How do you build up, you know, your podcast and stuff? And that's what I tell them. Like, look, it's just about valuable, consistent content with context. If you can have valuable, consistent content with context, then you'll build some following. Like you may not be the Jordan Harbinger or Lewis Howes when you have millions of downloads on a monthly basis or something like that, but you will attract attention. Can you talk about how important consistent, valuable content is? It's everything because people come to you for education and then they stay for entertainment. So a lot of my content, I would say is educational or edutainment, as I call it. It's kind of a mix of education and entertainment. And what I've realized is people come for searchable content. They come for niche specific content. They come for a pain point. They come for you to be the solution, their guide. And if you're not providing some sort of valuable education at first, 
you can't really get to the point where you're just showing them your lifestyle and you're doing more of the influencer route. So I've really led more with education, niche specific content that solves a solution over and over and over again, building that trust and that intimacy with them, mastering the art of storytelling to sell. And I've just rinsed and repeated that over and over. And then from there, now I'm able to open it up into a little bit more of the entertainment content and having more fun with it and how I teach it. But people are coming because they want a solution. You know, it's, it's humans. We're searching things because we're in pain or we want to have a better life, more money, better relationship better body. Those are usually the three. What is it? Get laid, get paid and have a better... Wait, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, started, it started off really agreeable. Yeah, yeah. something get laid, get paid. What's the third one? I don't know. So it's, it's like people have these basic needs. And if you keep that in mind as a marketer, it helps you because you realize that people do want to be healthier, make more money, have better relationships. And I think that people try to make their niche really complex and really out there in the beginning. And I'm like, nah, start narrow. And then you can have more fun with adding in some of those weird elements. But mm-hmm. start basics. Start with the fundamentals of this is who I am. This is the problem I solve. I'm your guide. And you'll see more success in mastering that foundation and mastering your brand message, your brand story, and being highly visible versus trying to do something that no one's done yet. And there's not even a demand for in the market. Yeah. Yeah. As Gary Vaynerchuk would say, what does he say? The market doesn't give a sh- if it's not something people need or something. <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that, It's totally true. And one thing that he also says, which ties into what we were just talking about, is you always want to provide at least 51% of the value in every relationship that you have. And when like you're creating that. a bunch of content for people that follow you, and you're just consistently adding really valuable content that actually helps people and solves real problems, then when you finally have an ask, they're way more likely to jump on board with that because they're like, man, I got so much from the free content. I've made money. I've changed my life. I've you know altered this here and that there with just all the free content that Angie gives out. If I'm going to pay her for something, I know I'm going to get some value from it. I literally... Uh, and that's the point of, of marketing that you want to get to. And I'm not saying this to boast to people. I'm saying this because I want to always study marketing and become better. And it, it took a few years to get to this point. But I literally have women on a probably daily or weekly basis now saying, I trust you so much. Like, Here is my money. Please take my money. I've consumed so much of your free stuff. And it's right. been valuable that I can't imagine what your paid is like. I've seen that literally in, I can screenshot it and I have a folder of them just to show. And I tell my students, this is literally the words that came out of this woman's mouth. Take my money because I trust you so much. So when I tell them like, build that trust with your audience, share that story, get on video. They think I'm just kind of saying it. I'm like, no, you get to a point where someone in their head subconsciously or consciously, and they send it to you, they'll say, man, Susie or Becky, you've been so valuable to me that I want to give you energy back. I have to know what it's like to work with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that does come after a few years or now with video, it can go faster than that. And with podcasting, but it's a beautiful place to be at because I realized I was able to gain that leverage by first providing so much that, I mean, it's exhausting. It is. I mean, good thing I love it, but it's been a lot. It's not just like one post with a few tips. It's been years and years of free content. And you know, with the podcast, I mean, we're doing this right now for free and Mm -hmm. it's building that trust with people. So they realize that we're valuable. Right. Right. That you have something of value to share with others. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. For me, it's been such a big awakening because like I said, I'm from door-to-door sales. So I'm used to like knocking on somebody's door and having a product that they have zero interest in, never thought about before, or maybe they thought about it, but probably not. And then I'm trying to like convince them to like that there's a need, first of all, and then to get that product from me and then to get that product from me right now (laughs) instead of like next week, you know? So like going this route where it's just like people are like, man, I get so much value from your content. Like, please, like, how can I have a deeper, you know, experience with you. And it's just like, 
How can I go. deeper? Yeah, I mean, women literally will say that. I think dudes are like, yo, dude, here's my credit card. Let's do it. <laughs> no, no, they, they say deeper experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys are a little bit more like, I don't know. It, it's funny. I sometimes no. I wish they I just won't tell you. They just won't yeah. Oh, they won't say. I sometimes I wish I worked with guys. They're just so much more to the point. Like, this is great. I want to work with you. Where women are, yeah. you know, so emotional about sometimes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I wish. I'm like, man, maybe I'll just start a guys coaching business. They're so fun and easy to work with. So <laughs> it's funny. Talk about how podcasting, throwing your event thrive and stuff like that has allowed you to build a fantastic inner circle. Yeah. So podcasting is cool. I used to have a podcast like this where I'd interview people. My current podcast, I just share content from Thrive, little two-minute clips of it. So that's, you know, I'm not actually interacting with people anymore. It's just happening through my team. But I thought the podcast was so fascinating that some of the people that I had on my show like JJ Virgin, who then eventually spoke at Thrive, and like Tony Horton from P90X and these amazing entrepreneurs who are the most successful, iconic people in their industries. If I reached out to them and said, hey, can I pick your brain for an hour? I'm an aspiring entrepreneur. I would love to learn from you. They're going to say, nope, I don't have time. I'm a super busy multimillionaire. But as soon as I say, hey, I'm going to interview you on my podcast and share it with the world, then they schedule it. And all I'm doing is picking their brain and asking questions that I really want to know like they're literally coaching me for an hour for free. And just because I've recorded it and shared it with the world, they're okay with that. So mm-hmm. I think podcasting is a fantastic tool to expand your network because, you know, no offense. If somebody called me, we're friends, you're my mastermind, like, you know, we're homies. But when random people reach out to me and say, hey, Cole, can I take you to coffee and pick your brain for an hour? The answer is always no, because I guard my time. Mm-hmm. But when someone's like, hey, Cole, can I have you on my podcast? where I probably give even better advice on the podcast than I would over a cup of coffee. I'm okay to do that because now they're going to distribute it through their audience. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it's selling tickets to thrive or whatever it is I'm promoting in the moment, it helps move my ship forward. Right. And right, so, right. so podcasting is a great place where I started in 2013, expanding my network. That's where I met a mutual friend of ours, John Lee Dumas, who's actually how you and I got introduced. Mm-hmm. And through John Lee Dumas becoming friends with him, I was introduced to a bunch of other friends as well. And that's where I actually created Thrive. And Thrive is what lit my network on fire. So through John Lee Dumas, you know, I was introduced to Adam Braun. Adam Braun and I became friends. Through John and Adam Braun, I was introduced to Gary Vaynerchuk. I asked Gary Vaynerchuk through those two mutual contacts to come and speak at Thrive number one. He said yes. And then once I had Gary V, it was easy to ask a bunch of other people to come. Hey, come speak in Vegas. Gary V is going to be there. And that first year I had 22 speakers. I only knew like three of them. You know, (laughs) the other 19 people were people who I'd never known before who were way beyond my reach. But because I was throwing an event like the podcast scenario, hey, I'm going to have a badass event and you're going to be a speaker on stage in front of hundreds of people. They showed up. And then once I had that credibility, you know, this is going to be Hopefully you guys can see that there's a timeline here. Of course. Once I had that credibility, Thrive 2 was even easier to say, hey, look what I did last year. This year is going to be more people, better speak. And then Thrive 3 was freaking insane. You know, I had Les Brown and Grant Cardone and just insane. You know, we had billionaires speaking at Thrive this year. Mm -hmm. I would never have been able to talk to a billionaire before. But now I'm like, yo, billionaire, check this out. I have the hottest event for entrepreneurs in the world. Inc., Forbes, Huffington Post, entrepreneur.com all say this is the best event. Do you want to speak there? And now what's really interesting, Travis, is people are reaching out to me and I get bombarded by people who once upon a time I would dream to even talk to Mm -hmm. are now asking me if they can speak on my stage. And that's only helping my network. So again, there's a timeline. Back to my real estate success, 
2012, I knew nobody. Nobody knew me and nobody cared. Over the last five years of consistently expanding that network on a platform that creates value for the person I'm reaching out to. I'm not asking these people to come and get a cup of coffee. Right. I'm either sharing their conversation on a podcast, right, or now at Thrive. And because of that and this timeline, now I'm blessed to say I have an insane network right. of just some of the most sought after thought leader entrepreneur types in the world who aren't pseudo friendships. Like these are genuine friends of mine mm. who, you know, my wife and I were just talking about that this morning, actually, just how blessed we are of the people who are in our network. We're launching a new business and the contacts that we need to make it happen are just a text message away. And we're like, this is so crazy. And yeah. it's not an accident. It's a result of hard work. And so for this to be something that's, you know, action items for your listeners so that they're just not like, okay, lucky for you, Cole, you know, to make this a teaching lesson is it took years. It wasn't instant. So have patience. And then number two, when I found the person that I would want to bring into my network, I offered a platform that created value in their lives. I wasn't asking for handouts. I was to Gary V's credit, giving 5149 at least, where I was giving them more than they were giving me, right. at least by 1%, because I had those 5149 or greater type offers where, hey, you help me, but I'm helping you more. I mean, again, selling books to help them become New York Times bestsellers, all those sort of things that right. I did behind the scenes to get them to then create value for me is why I now have the network I do. So two things I took out of that, Cole, one is exactly what you're just talking about, creating win-win situations where influencers, people that are really successful and that have a lot of influence, that have people reaching out to them on a daily basis. Like you said, they have to guard their time. And if you're just another person coming up saying, hey, can we grab a cup of coffee? That's not something that's going to be advantageous for that person. And they just don't have the time to be able to say yes to that. I'm sure they would love to. It's not that they're being a jerk or anything. They just literally do not have the time to make it happen. So what Cole's talking about creating win-win situations is what literally unlocks the ability to have those people now reach out to him. And then the patience, the long-term thinking with that is so key. And I think so many people, and you can talk into this Cole, if you'd like to, I think so many people are not okay with hearing the word no. So when they first start reaching out to people and they start getting some no's, they just get really, really discouraged because it's not happening as soon as they want it to. And they shut down. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. It's funny. You keep bringing up topics that are like hot buttons for me. So no is a scary word for a lot of people. What I would encourage anyone listening to this to do is put yourself in that scenario. In your mind, pretend you made the ask and they said, no, where are you? Almost always, you're right where you were anyway. And so, so many people are like, well, I don't want to do this because what if it's no? But by not asking, it was a no, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, right. I, have, I have a younger cousin. Like and, worst uh, case scenario. <laughs> like you're Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the absolute worst case scenario is they say no. So by not asking, you are now in the absolute worst case scenario. <laughs> right. So then there's the emotional like, oh, I got rejected. Pff, get over it. Right. Like, geez, man. Right. If I wouldn't have married my wife if I took no for an answer. Right. I mean, <laughs> I had to chase that one down forever. So the point is... Um, there's, you know, persistence wears down resistance. You can throw that in there too. Just keep following up, but don't be afraid of no. Maybe it will suck to hear a no, but the reality is if you get a no, it's like nothing's changed almost always. Like it's hard for me to think of a scenario where if you ask and they say no, you're worse off than if you'd never asked at all. Right. right. I mean, right. lenders, Cole, I've always wanted to do real estate. My uncle has money, but I'm afraid if I ask him, he's going to say no. Well, if you don't ask him, you don't have his money anyway. So right. go ask him. If he says no, you still don't have his money. And so <laughs> the point is, don't be afraid of no. 
there's the fear of rejection and all of us, no matter how thick of skin we have, don't right. like that feeling. Of course. But you just can't personalize anything. You've got to take your wins with your losses. And like most things in life, it's a numbers game. So yeah. if you got to know, and if one door is closed, another opens, right? If you got to know, a lot of times you're just talking to the wrong person as well. Here's a quick example for that too. I need to move an airline and they wanted to charge me a difference of fare, which makes sense, plus 200 bucks. And I was like, screw you. You're not charging me $200 just to change my flight. You press one button and it's done. They're like, oh, that's our policy. I negotiated with them. I begged them. I pleaded with them. They kept saying no. So I just hung up on them. I called back. I got another no. I hung up on them. I called back. I got a third person literally having the same conversation three times in the course of maybe 15 minutes. The third person says, we got to charge you $200 fee. I said, waive the fee. They said, okay, as a courtesy, I'm happy to waive that fee for you. And so it took three people. The two said, no, I just kept hanging up and calling back, <laughs> almost like to see if it would work. And the third person was having a good day. Who knows what happened, right? In their personal lives to be feeling generous, but right, right. they waived the fee. So anyway, I'm, I'm being too long-winded in my answer. Don't be afraid of no. If you get a no, you're almost always where you would have been anyway. And a lot of times you're just talking to the wrong person. Just talk to a new person. And sometimes that no turns into a yes. Right. And even when you do get no's, what I found is that it makes you more comfortable with the next no. So even if you get a no, I would argue that you're not even in the same place. You're actually a little bit further ahead than you were because now you're more comfortable asking a second time to a different person because your tolerance of hearing the word no has increased a little bit. And so that's something that I'm doing with my mastermind, Cole, is that in month two, and I haven't told anybody this, so if you're listening right now, you're in the mastermind, get ready. I'm going to be challenging everybody in my mastermind to go knock on 100 doors and pitch whatever their business is to 100 people. Because I come up from a strong door-to-door -door sales background, and that's probably the biggest takeaway that I've taken into life with me now, and especially with this podcast and asking people that are you know, strapped for time to come on the show and not caring if they say no, is that you know, I've knocked on thousands of doors. I've heard thousands of no's. I've had people tell me to F off and get off their porch and you know all that kind of stuff. And so every time you get yourself into the situation, even if you get a no, I would argue that you're actually a little bit better off than you were because now you have, you're more comfortable in the situation. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapelcom slash hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.